Love Talk Radio. Emotions and making them faces just like an emoji Pineapple fan, it mixed with the Xanax She loving the coding All of my killers, they ready to follow me I feel like my old DJ So, 
I'm driving. Come to a light. The cop already there. So I pull up. No, 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 I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Because I remember I looked over. I'm there. Cop pull up. So I'm messing with the radio. So I, I look over. He look at me. He give me the double look. Like the, the oh shit, that look? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it's the black guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So I'm like, here we go. So it's a car in front of him. There's a car in front of me. We like this. To the next light. So then that car turns. That car goes ahead. So I look. It's a 40 miles an hour. So I'm like, oh, no, nah, you're not going to get me on this one. I put it on cruise control at 40. So we hit it. For four damn lights. He stayed right here for four damn lights. We get to the fifth light. He looked at me again. Whatever. The sixth light, I guess he was like, you know what? I got better things to do. We're going to do this now. Turns the sirens on while he next to me at the red light. Light turned green, he pulled me over. So he pulls me over. So I'm like, all right, dark road. Ain't no need for me to be on scene. Right? So I'm like, good evening, officer. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? License registration. Okay. License registration. And you could tell in his voice, like, he was like, I want you to act stupid tonight. Right. Right. I'm like, I'm not acting stupid tonight, though. So then, uh, I go with a speeding officer. No, actually, he was going too damn slow. And you have a bracket on your car. It's a bracket. Uh, come again? You have a bracket. Is a dealer bracket on the, on the light plate? Yeah, you can't have that. I can't see the jersey symbol. I, that's the, <laughs> I said, okay, sir. I, I didn't know. That. I'm sorry, sir. He goes, uh, you been drinking tonight? I don't drink, sir. He's like, uh, I'll be right back. I'm like, all right. He was there for a long ass time. He was there so long. I'm like, do I got a warrant? I don't fucking know about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So he comes back. He comes back. And he has a goddamn ticket. What's your ticket for the bracket? The bracket. He wrote me a damn bracket ticket. And then Where I said, yo, Washington uh, Township. Yo, what y'all keep saying? Mm-hmm. Yo. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. I'm, thank you, officer. Have a nice night. Yeah. Yeah. 
was coming back, probably like three in the morning. I get pulled over. So I go, uh, good evening, officer. Uh, can I ask? Cause that that at that stage I thought like that was some cool shit to do. Mm-hmm. Can I ask why I got pulled over, officer? He was like, yeah, uh, car full of black kids, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, pretty much sums it up. And I'm like, what? He was like, license registration. Gave it to him. He was like, now. He was like, if all this checks out, you guys are good. I was like, oh, this, he's really serious. That, like, mm-hmm. He pulled us over at 3 o'clock in the morning, riding through Lawrence. Like, and then he came, gave it back. You guys have a good night. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, it, I, 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 I mentioned that to be like, so it is not, all, like, it's not all a figment of our imagination. Like, I mean, like, because people are dying, which is, you know, loss of life is serious. You know what I mean? You don't, yeah, you can't. It's not like you can reset it. It's not like you could, you know, take it back. And I just feel like people just, oh, it's the media. You know, stay over, they over-exaggerate. They, they put the images out that they want you to see. But it's like, I live this. You know what I mean? Like, every, every, it can't be, it can't be a figment of our imagination or it can't be us being over-dramatic if every black man, I, I'm safe to say every black man got a story, at least one, mm-hmm. when you got pulled over for no apparent reason. And I feel like, let's talk about that. Like, I get the knee, I get the fist, I get whatever, you know, the flag, what, is it disrespectful, is it not disrespectful? But I feel like we never, we have yet to talk about why. Like, why, why are we profiled? Why does profiling exist? Why is it still an issue to this day after all these years? Um, I mean, and, and I just feel like the deaths are just a extreme part of of racial profiling or racial, if you want to say racial profiling going wrong or because I feel like what you mean going wrong? It was wrong from the jump. Yeah, but I, I, I would end it this extreme then because if you want to say it's not going wrong, I just. Because I feel like we're survival stories. <laughs> like, like, Every day. Like, yeah, like, like, it's sad to say it's like we're the survival stories of, of racial profiling. And there's a lot of people who didn't survive it. And a lot of people who won't survive, who won't survive it. And I just feel like that's the issue that we need to talk about. And it, 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 doesn't, get, um, it doesn't get talked about. Why not, though? Why do you think it doesn't? Because it's so much easier to talk about kneeling. It's so much, I feel like it's so much easier to, to deflect the problem than it is to talk about the problem because we know like the problem if we say all right it's a problem boom here's the problem this is how it occurred this is what it is da, 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 da. you ain't gonna fix it tomorrow so I feel like because it's not an easy problem to fix and it's a problem that probably will never be fixed or who fixes the problem it's a lot of it's a lot that goes into it it's a lot that goes into it because it's the key. You, you gotta have. I, this is what I feel. I feel if you had officers that worked in the communities that they lived, that would make it a lot better because it wouldn't be like dark skinned black guy in a in a Volvo. It would be like white dude with PA plates. Nah, it'd be like it. It wouldn't be like if it was an officer in your community. Like he lived it, he knew you. When he pulled you over, it wouldn't be like black guy. It wouldn't be. You're right. Right. It'd right. be like. It'd be like day, like day. You know what I mean? Like, cause you still have officers like when we were growing up, even now that you know, and they see you, and it's you know what I mean. I just feel like you got so many officers that work in other communities. I mean, that live in other communities. They come here. I mean, come here or come to wherever they go. They police there and then they go home. So there's no connection. Right. I feel like they if don't you care for the people they police them. Exactly. So I feel like if we did a, you know, the police went out and went to go meet their community and and did things in their community. Like and, the dude that was bringing all the kids to his house, saw them, the cops. Yeah, 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 like that. Right. Now, look, when he pulled them kids over, he going to pull them over one day. Mm-hmm. When he gets to the window, he going to – it's not going to be that right. fearful – you know what I mean? It's right. not going to be that tension. If there, there shouldn't be tension anyway, but that cuts the tension. You know what I mean? I feel like it starts with the community. It starts with – Bridging that gap. So, so we need more more people in our community 
more people in the community that become cops or the cops have it's the it's more community involvement. Yeah, like you know, go to basketball games, go to you know, they they should make it mandatory. Like, yo, you got to do community service within the within your precinct. Right. You got to do so many hours of community service in your precinct. Now, that don't mean you're not gonna lock these people up one day if they're doing wrong, but it still is a different experience. It wouldn't be like a Freddie a Freddie Gray where y'all trying to teach him a lesson in the back of the van and he ends up dying. Right. It wouldn't be like a that Mike Brown thing. I I feel like that wouldn't be like him fear for his life. It'd be like you know what I mean, Big Mike, what you doing? Why are you still in the you know what I mean? Like right. a, like a kind of like a, a conversation rather than plus plus the community uh, residents, you know, it, it would give them a more of a respect for the officer. So you 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 know you'd be less likely to do some dumb shit. Yeah, like nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you less likely. You would though. You would though. Because a lot of stuff you mean, I to, didn't do. You mean to to the officer? You mean not to the officer, but just like on that officer. Let's just say that's in the jurisdiction. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because a lot of stuff I didn't do was because I thought of what my mom. I did a lot of stuff I ain't talk about. A lot of stuff I didn't do because I the thought of what what she think if I got caught doing it. It was respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She never told me not to do none of it. I just didn't do it. Because right, of respect. You know what I'm saying? So, so alright, alright. Now with these body cameras then. Do you think it should be a penalty for them turning them off? What do you think the penalty should be? Suspension without pay. Because did you see that they putting their hoods up now? Oh, well, that real though? Yeah. Sean King. And they turning it. And I watched the video when they, the, the, the chick, whoever, lieutenant, whoever she is, is telling them to turn off their cameras while they beat the dude up. So they didn't throw me some of that other I know, I know it had to be where you could turn it off. It had to be like a, it had to be turned off because they never catch the shooter's camera. It's a, it's a, uh, who's that? North Carolina, where, where they made it illegal or something like that. Did you read that? What? It's legal for them to turn it off. I ain't seen that in North Carolina where it's legal. They don't have to um release the tape anymore. All right, so yeah, I, what you I, think I, should happen? Suspension without pay. For how long? I mean. It depends on what happened. It de- it depends on what happened when you turned it off. So if no, you turn-, turn it off, period. No, 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 no. I think it, I think it should have grace. I think it should be like if you turn it off. If I call, all right. We well, what are you turning it off for? What's the point of having it? If you're gonna turn it off, you turned it off. Cool. Now if you turned it off and somebody died when it was off, but what? But if you never turned it off, then maybe someone wouldn't die because you wouldn't be able to do what you did for that person that died. Not they was gonna die anyway. Uh-huh. It was gonna die anyway. I don't know, man. It was gonna die anyway. It's, it's that they die and we can't see it because you turned it off. They was gonna die anyway. You was gonna kill them anyway. Like, prime example, the uh, the, the Tulsa thing. He was gonna die anyway. Wasn't no camera on or off gonna stop that because you had to, you had a cop camera, you had a car, you had a dash cam, you had a helicopter looking at him. He died anyway. You he was gonna die regardless. Uh, that's, 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 Charlotte, Charlotte, he was gonna die regardless. And he, and from and that's a that's a bigger issue because I feel did they plant the gun or not? Because every angle I've seen it from, and I don't know how many more angles you want. You got the white phone, you got the dash. Um, there was that one angle where like the dude was the other officer was coming from behind the, the car. He ain't had no gun. Then he falls face first, mm-hmm. but then the gun's over there. So. What is that? Right. I don't. I, I and I was watching the what was it was it MSNBC, CBN, CNN, one of the two. Um, they had an analyst on there, and he's like, you know, how how do they plant the gun? And the cameras around broad daylight. Well, if he's on the ground and there's no gun, mm-hmm. and then you, because when she's looking and she's like, he better not be dead. He better not be dead. There's no gun. Right. He's just face down. Then you look at later pictures, and there's a gun on the curb. So, like, how did the gun get over there? And she was yelling out what it was. This was what she was saying he had. He got brain. He had a brain injury. Yeah, it was something. And he, he just took his medicine. Right. But she, she was, was like, saying he had something. They was like, drop the gun. She was telling him not to Gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Uh, I forget what they said it was. But, but, from my, but even that, she's telling you he got a brain injury. Right. 
and y'all still feel in debt. How about this? How about instead of y'all running up on him, why don't y'all use the cars for a shield and talk to him that way? Right. Why don't y'all back up a little bit? Back up, get behind a couple cars, and talk to him that way. But if you knew you wasn't going to be punished, you know, would you do that? Man, you, yo, would I, would I shoot somebody? Yo, you don't come back from, ain't no coming no, back I'm from that. Like, you would, I wouldn't either. Yeah, but, but then that goes into a whole other discussion about the, 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 the value of a black life. And I feel like, I feel that a lot of, and I'm not, I hate to make it a racial thing. I try not to, but it is a racial thing. It always come back to that. But I feel like because they can't identify with their the people they're policing or the situation, like that's a black man. They 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 probably never been around black people. I'm just going out on a limb. I'm gonna say they probably never been around black people or haven't had extensive interactions with 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 uh their uh, nigger counterparts. <laughs> Why you gotta call them nigger? Because <laughs> that's what they are at that moment. Uh, um, I feel like it's like it may sound too, whatever, man. Well, filter. It's like when people go hunting, or they hit a, or you hit a, you hit a squirrel, or you hit a deer. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, dang, why did deer run out there? It's, it's the same effect because they don't see themselves in that person that they're shooting because they did, that would be the last resort. Mm-hmm. And people go, well, why, you know, they, they, they bring in white people that, you know, they have guns. Or have you seen that one, the, the clip where the, where the guy has a, he's in the, um, he's in like the McDonald's and he's swinging on them and they're like, no, no, chill. Right, like, right, to right, me, right. I see, to me, I feel like they seen him as like their uncle or they, Shooting him was the ultimately last right. resort. Right. We're going to knock him out. We're going to jump him. But killing this man is the last resort. They didn't even tase him. So I feel it's a value of life. Now, the narrative would be to spin it. Oh, well, you know, y'all killing each other. So there's no value of life. You know, but that, to me, black on black crime is a myth. I don't I don't feed into black on black crime. People yeah. kill people. And I hate when people bring that up. Yeah. Like Ray Lewis. That's not my boy. That's not my boy at all. Because my first question to be Ray Lewis is, no, I ain't going to. Murder charge. Then you contribute to black on black crime. Right. I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? I ain't going to play with Ray Ray. But uh, I just feel. Like, he's giving him the mic. Hey, but, and, and you know what, though? Not to get sidetracked, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the coons be the people we used to support. Like, when he went through his trial, black people was riding for him. But now, he's he he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He got a little Super Bowl ring. All is forgotten. Now, he's he free to just... That's that thank you, master. Yeah! I, hey, I, I just... I just wish... I wish we didn't have... I wish we didn't have that in our community. I think that, you know what I mean, it would help us be a lot stronger. But, getting back to it, um... Yeah, it's a valuable life thing. Which would I think that if you did cook, uh, had them, had the police, you know, do more community service or interact with their community, that value of life will go up because maybe that wouldn't be Eric Garner or big or big black guy selling, you know, Lucy cigarettes to be Eric. And why is the big black guy selling Lucy cigarettes threatening to you? Like, it ain't threatening to me. I'm not you. I'm but to them, them, I just told you. It, it's like, like I feel. Even like the dude in the, in the chopper, right? I didn't have a problem. I honestly didn't have a problem when he was like, if he owned something, he would be a, he would be a, a problem. No, he didn't say if he owned something. He said this guy looks bad. If he's on he something. something, he didn't say this. I heard it. Okay, but I thought he said he looks like he's on something. I he would be bad he, if he was. I thought it was if he was on something. But I didn't even really have a problem with that. I had a problem with you could tell she was scared. And the only reason you would be, to me, the only reason you're scared is because you got a big black guy in front of you. Because he's right. obviously walking away right. with his hands up. So, to me, it was why even go over there? If you're scared, stay your ass in the car. Right. Call for backup, say, listen, officer, whatever, Betty, whatever her name was, I'm over here. Yeah, I'm over here. There's a guy, his car broke down. I think he's a threat. He might be on something. I'm going to sit in the car 
until y'all come because I'm a female and I can't handle this. She don't want to do that. What? Okay, well, now your ass going, now you face murder charge. And it, well, man, sorry. Like three to four years. Yeah, but everybody wants you to be all happy about that. The part ain't the charges. The part is, is she going to go to jail? Right. And then my thing with her, I ain't sure. and then my whole thing with her is, so you telling me, right, that the first big case of a cop killing a, a, a unarmed man, you going to send a woman to jail? Right. Right. That's what we, that, you want me to believe or have faith that the first real major case of well, uh, police murder. It was the dude sent to jail, but he wasn't white. You know what I'm talking about? We killed a man in a staircase. Yeah, but he was scared, he was scared of the I understand that, but was it a major case though? I don't know if it was major. Was major nah, enough? Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't on this jail. It wasn't on this magnitude. I think because he wasn't white. That too, but I don't see them sending a white woman to jail. I don't see it. I, I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't. I don't see that happening. So. uh but hold on, stay on the value of life. So why a police officer, at her own mouth, I asked, I said, well, why, like, dude had a knife, right? And he was way, like, down the hall. And they said he was charging that. Down the hall, and they're where we at right now. I said, why you, why y'all can't just shoot him in the leg, right? She said, if you shoot somebody in the leg by the arm, be the last to stop of the station. Why? Send a man. Like, if you shoot somebody because you don't want to kill them, you're going to be the last to stop of the police station. That's not crazy to you? Yeah, that's like, that's a problem. Like, so then tase them. It'll be the last to stop of the police department. What? Tase them. Shoot them in the leg, something, but it. You don't get that life back, bro. Like you don't like you don't get that back. Like it's not like PS4, you hit the reset button or just don't. You know what I mean? How you back in the day, if you used to die, you just ain't save it. Like it, that don't happen. Right. You're not doing that. Like it's people without fathers, uncles, brothers, cousins. Like for what? Because it's training. but also everybody's not meant to be a cop. Right. Being a cop ain't for everybody. That's what capitalism is saying. Yeah, being a, being a cop not for everybody. Just like going to war is not for everybody. Being a doctor ain't for everybody. Being a surgeon ain't for everybody. Like, yeah, it's not for everybody. So, I don't know, man. It's, 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 a, it's a sad time. Now, I was watching the video that they showed training for cops. Well, I read the comments and things cops on there saying, like, they showed that video of training. Pulled the white dude over. Right, the white dude yelling out the truck. Um... Acting crazy, irate, jumping out the truck, right? Cop makes him get out the truck. He walks up to the cop. Yelling in the cop's face. The cop let him walk back to the car. In the doorway yelling, right? Reaching in there. Now the cop just telling him to stop. Like, stop. 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 That motherfucker pulled an AK out. Right? Shoot out way. You hear the cop on the thing screaming, crying. Killed his ass. Right? They show that in training. Now that's the reverse. That's, that's privilege backfiring on him, right? Yeah. If he was black, he wouldn't even ever get out the car. You let this motherfucker get out the car, get back in the car, no, you know, run up on him uh, in his face, yelling and screaming, yeah. ran back to the car, grabbed the goddamn machine gun, shot him down. Yeah, you're not getting out of the car. So, uh, we, uh, the debate. That was, that's what that was last night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it was call it. Yeah, I thought it was two high school kids doing your mama jokes in the cafeteria. And that's what that was. Right. Um, Do you think? Um, so, did anybody make any good points? Did Trump make any good points? Yo, you know what I actually did, and uh, I was proud of myself. I really was. I was so proud of myself. Wow. wow. I, I said, yo, I'm gonna watch this with an unbiased eye mm-hmm. and ear. Okay, I'm gonna forget that I think he's a fool. And I'm going to forget that I think she's a liar. Right. right? So I watched it. And for the first 10 minutes, I understood what he was talking about. Like, his his business plan, that's what he started with. So his business plan or how he's going to create jobs, stop jobs from going overseas. All, all that, right? 
would actually work, but it's misleading because yes, you bring you 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 uh, you let companies come here, mm-hmm. you don't tax them. Boom. Uh, they come here, you give them incentives, you give them tax cuts, they get jobs, they build they build plants, it, it will create jobs. But for his supporters who are like basically, you know, they say the uneducated pot, uh, poor whites, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, working man, the working man, I ain't gonna say white, but the working man, right? So right. for the working man, he's not helping you because your problem is you don't got no money. He's giving you a job, but unless he, unless he, unless he, uh, unless he raises the wage scale, you still broke. Right. You just broke with a job. Broke with a job. And now he said he's gonna get a lot of jobs, so you broke with three and four jobs, but you still broke. Right. Now her on the flip side, who they don't like because she's lying, Hillary. She's saying, less taxes for the the middle, the lower, the, the lower, the lower, the lower people. And raising and wait and raising the middle wage, but the only reason they support him is because he talking that racist shit. Right. <laughs> so right. it's like, right. so it's like, to Trump supporters, you rather have your money in your pocket or be racist. Which one are you picking? Your racism or your or your or your uh money or your wallet? Right. And then after that, once she said the whole, uh, once she said your dad gave you a fourteen million dollar loan. And all that shit, the wheels for him came off and he started on his Trump shit. He said, he said, you know, I'm a very small <laughs> He started off on his Trump shit. But I, his plan would work. It's just, like, for the first 10 minutes, when he was talking normal without the whole calling people names and all that, he sounded just like a Republican. And the Republicans, they would send us into the recession. So, I, and I don't, I don't feel like his plan would energize the uh, the economy in any way because once again people only spend money when they have money mm-hmm. so if I'm working these three jobs but I still ain't making no money I still ain't spending no money you better off in my in my opinion you better off with the Hillary where you are giving you put more money back into the middle class and the, you know the lower the lower class basically and you're allowing them to go out and spend money or I don't. I would want one of them to at least say we will give, we will we will give loans to small businesses at a higher rate. Stop making it so freaking hard to get a loan as a as a as a business as a, a small business because that's what really would energize the economy. Because you got to think. Let's say that construction worker. I mean that that guy who owns his small his, his family owned construction company. Mm-hmm. You cut you cut his taxes or you let him get you let him get that advance or that line of credit. Now he goes out. He's gonna need he's gonna need supplies. He's gonna buy them from where? Home Depot, Lowe's, the the poppy store, whatever. Wherever he wherever he's at, he's gonna buy them. Trump's tax cuts or Trump's incentives. He ain't talking about me and you as businessmen. He's talking about Walmart. Me and you ain't shipping jobs to Mexico. Right. right. <laughs> we can't afford all that. Right. <laughs> so he, ain't, you know what I mean? He's still talking big business. It's just the racial shit that he spews brings in all them little. Little little people. Mm-hmm. So back to your question, who do I feel made good points? I I feel that Hillary is still huh, she just so she's a politician. Like she just so much in emails, which I don't even know how that affects my life. But you know what I mean? Then the double talking and then, so like I said, for the first ten minutes, Trump. I don't agree with his plan. But he still he 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 was making sense. He didn't sound so delusional. Right. So I mean I I feel I feel I feel it was a. Uh, it was. You, you watched it twice. And you said it was even. I watched it twice, bro. I watched it twice. I feel because for me nobody swayed me. Right. I still think he a fool. And you still think. And I, I still think he a racist fool. And I still think. She a racist she, liar. Yeah, she's a racist liar. You gotta, you gotta think. For every tick, there was a tat that was for. Oh, you said that they was uh, super predators. Oh, you got sued in the housing crisis where you was, where you was being racial and wouldn't let black people rent out your house. You got emails. Let's see your tax returns. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you you delete emails. You ain't paid federal income tax in how long? Like that's why I keep getting audited because he's on their radar. He ain't paid federal income tax in probably 15, 20 years. Some years, 14, 15 years. So, I mean, if you want to, I mean, the only thing that was really alarming for me was that stop and frisk nonsense. How he, it's not unconstitutional. Right. Stop and frisk. We're going to, uh, what the hell does that do, though? Like, you understand, they brought back stop and frisk nationwide. How many people go to jail just for having dime back on them? Pocket knives. Where was that at when it, or, or when the uh, New York? That's what it do. Uh, yeah, but it didn't. But Giuliani, but it didn't. Crime's still going down now in New York every year, and they don't do stop and frisk anymore. Right. And then he said, "Oh, it's stop and frisk will help would help the Chicago." Every time they talk about black or black crime, they always go to damn Chicago. Why do you think that is? Because it's the only damn thing they got. I mean, Chicago, yes, people are dying at an alarming rate, but it has nothing. Got you got to call it on. All right, um, let me. Point. After they're done, no, I got that phone. It's Dig, you know, Dig, dig like you little purple pants. It's Dig pants. So, uh, I feel that's about property. I feel like it's, it's it's communities that don't have anything. There's gang violence, but there's drugs, and drugs only come because people can't find jobs and they need money. So now it's gangs fighting over territory, and you get that. But it's not because you know black people are these. Violent animals that you need to stop, and his his only thing to that was stop and frisk. Right. So, um, we're gonna take these calls. Hello. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. This is Brother Salam Muhammad. Good afternoon. I mean, good evening. How you doing? Sir? You hear me? Yeah, hey, I can brother, hear I'm you. Feeling, yes, sir. I'm feeling good, man. How you doing, sir? How How are you doing, brother? This is our actually our guest, right, the chaplain? Yes, I can speak. I can speak into this um this radio station, but like I informed you earlier, that I don't speak into the political arena because um I'm a part of a community that don't have no faith in in the political parties that's running for office. We believe in pulling our resources together and making a way for ourselves and our people. And right now we are galvanizing our people to start a third force. We're calling it the Justice Party. I don't know if you heard about it. No, sir. Uh, go into detail for me. Yeah. 10 10 15, Honorable Minister Louis was in Washington, D.C., and it was called Justice or Else. I don't know if you was there, but over a million of our youth was there to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talk into creating a new political force called the Justice Party. We are right now in the embryonic stages of doing that, but somewhere in the near future, You'll hear more about it because, see, we're living in a time, brother, and we need to know this for a surety that if we don't pull our resources together and do for ourselves, we will never accomplish a damn thing. Excuse my expression, but we are never accomplish a damn thing. We have the power inside of America as black people to do whatever we desire. We are the most intelligent people on the face of the earth. Every field of endeavor, you'll find a black person in leadership. Black politicians, black business people, black architects, black inventors. I mean, you can call the role. If we pull our resources together, brother, we can, we can do magnificent work inside of America. And that's where we're going. That's where we have to go. Because just to, just to take a glimpse towards this political arena that's running for office, they don't got our, our best aspiration or our best hopes in their view. So we're going to have to do something. But anyway, brother, I want to thank you, brothers, because I, I hear the spirit in y'all, and I know y'all some young brothers, man, I, and I want to just thank you, man, public, I mean, no, political, I mean, not politically, publicly <laughs> for what you're doing. But anyway, thank how's you, everything, man. brothers? Uh, glad to see another day, sir. Um, you are you are a chaplain, right? Yes, sir. I'm a chaplain. I go into the federal prisons. Yes, sir. So I have a, I have a question for you. Um, the prison yeah. system. Um, do you feel that people are in there because of they are violent criminals, or um, a lot of them have mental health issues? Well, we got both. We really we got that in. We got. People in there because of their circumstances, they'd be put in a certain position and 
in, in, in this society to, 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 to lean towards crime. Let me, give you a, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Somebody's eating something. I can't help I hear some noise. But when a child is raised up in the community, like in the ghettos, in the hoods, and the images that is given to him, like hustlers, gangbangers, thieves, drug sellers, murderers, that's the image that he sees. So he grows up with that mindset, and he leans towards what he sees. So most brothers and sisters who are incarcerated, they are incarcerated as a result of what was planned or what they was planned into by this society. Now, we definitely have some mental issues because most black people in America are depressed. Most black people in America are oppressed. And depression and oppression, depression and oppression lead to mental illness. When you are oppressed for a long period of time, or when you are depressed for a long period of time, it interferes with your emotional well-being. And when your emotional well-being is interrupted and disturbed, that leads to mental illness. We have a lot of cases of brothers and sisters incarcerated suffering from mental illness. You know, and yes, we have some people in prison who are violently in there for some real violent crime, rape, murder. We have that too. But we are the products of what this society has bred upon us during our last 460 years in America. You understand, right? I totally understand, sir. I totally, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, uh, also, um, do you see in the prison system, do you see them making any uh, valid, uh, any strong attempts to reform Perform these uh, individuals, or is it just lock them up and let them and let them just do their time? Well, brother, the major corporations in America, like like Microsoft, Macy's, and many other corporations, are in prisons. Some of the some of the the high tech corporations are in prison making serious software, and brothers and sisters that's working in those prisons. Is working on these products But when they come home They can't get no job with Microsoft They can't get no job with these high tech industries They even making weapon trees in prison They making weapons When they come home They don't get them kind of jobs So prison, prison The prison industrial complex Is big business We know that It's big business It's, the more, it's more or less an extension of slavery I was just in the federal prison the other day, and a sister came to me and told me, she said, brother, I work in the laundry, and I work two days a week, and they pay me $30 a month. She worked nine hours on Saturday and nine hours on Sunday. She do that four weeks, four weekends, and she make $30. So when you add that up, you add up how much you make in an hour. So, you know, it's big business. It's big business. When I was doing time in prison over 30 years ago, I was making T-shirts. They used to, we used to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a shop, and we used to make T-shirts like long johns and T-shirts, and we used to make them by the tens of thousands. And during that time, this is back in 1977, I was making like $6 a week. And I'm in the industry shop five days a week from nine to three. And they were sending out T-shirts and long johns all over the all over America, but they're giving me six dollars a week. So it's still like that today. It's big business. It's big business. Hey, do you hear about the uh, the whole the whole the whole goods uh, whole foods whole foods uh, thing? You heard, you familiar with that? Whole food. Yeah, whole food. They they came out. They it, said that they're gonna stop using prisoners to uh, to work for them. Oh, that's a good move. That's a real good move. Yeah, yeah. That's a good move. That's a good move because you know, yeah, that's a good move. You know, but somewhere down the road, brother, you know, they still got our brothers in the deep south, man, still working these roads, still cutting yeah. down these, these, you know, these trees. I mean, this thing is big business. You know, you know, I mean, as you like know. That. Say that again. It started, like that. it started like that after slavery. That's uh, how they kind of like. Yeah. Kept going, they just locked up people on trumped up charges, put them on J gang, or still had them picking cotton. So it was like it was their loophole around slavery. So 
Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with that. Um, uh, are you able to speak on these, these uh, shootings that are going on? Brother, we have to curtail that ourselves. We got a lot of black-on-black crime. We got a lot of brothers killing one another. And right now, the Honorable Minister of Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, we're hitting the major cities of America. We tried to raise up 10,000 black men and women, fearless black men and women, who want to challenge the forces of going back into our community to make it a safe and decent place for us to live in. You may not be hearing it at an alarming rate right now, but that's where we're going. We're trying to raise 10,000 black men and women in every major city of America. And it's, and, and, um, and it's dealing with justice or else. You know, it's dealing with justice or else. We want to clean up our community. The only one that's going to clean up the black community is us. You now, know, when, you say waiting for, black, when you say black uh, on black crime, you say black on black crime. Okay. Right? You believe that's a real term? No, no, no. I wouldn't say that's the real term. I wouldn't say that's a real term. But that's that's the term they give it. So I use it because that's familiar. People are familiar with that term. But it's really black folks killing black folks. But what, what we're looking at, what we're looking at, who is bringing the weapons into the community? Or do any black manufacturer make guns in this society, in, our, in, our, in America? Do you know any black manufacturer that make guns in America? Uh, not to my knowledge, sir. Not to my I mean, knowledge, is, it, is it one? I mean, can, can you just point out one black manufacturer that makes guns in America? We don't have no, none. No, we don't have none. No, we don't have none. There is none. At least to my knowledge, there is none. So how is the guns coming in our community? I mean, they're being put there. They're being put there. They, I mean, they're not just putting, yeah, they could be just putting them somewhere, but they're also being sold to our youth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like they're being they're being placed. You know, uh, people are going out buying it. I mean, you know, there's a drug trade in our community, and that's and right. That's right. Guns are part of guns. Guns are part of drug trade. Um, yeah. uh, uh, to respectfully disagree, um, because I feel like like minds or bright minds as as yourself. Um, as mine and as uh, as my co-host day, I think it's cool to I think it's good to like you know mentally spar with one another. Um, yeah. Black yes, on, yes. black on black. I feel like you know the energy you put out is the energy you get back. So that's common. That's common. Yeah. yeah I, I try not to, but I mean like kind of like even as morale as a community, I kind of like I don't want to. Hard on or even give black on black crime or us killing each other kind of light. And I, I, you, you just, just, just hear me out real quick, and then you could, you could yes, come sir. back. Yes, sir. But I feel like I wouldn't even want to give that light because I feel like we help the narrative of America and how they look at us and how they devalue us because they use black on black crime as a way to devalue us. So I don't even like using that term. It's kind of like. When you're around older people and they say don't use the don't use the N word because it's disrespectful. I to me yeah. black on black crime in a context of how we're gonna fix ourselves is disrespectful because I feel like people kill people, people kill the people they're around. Right. So until we talk about white on white crime, yellow on yellow crime, brown on brown crime, I'm not talking about black on black crime. People black on okay. black crime is but black on black crime is a product of us being impoverished. Yes, sir. I'm with you one thousand percent on that. I, went to, I just use that term because that's the term that was thrown out there by so many people. But you're right. We have all kind of crime. We got white on white, brown on brown. What all that, you know? So you know, but we have to change the condition in our community. Black Absolutely. folks got yeah. Black people got to go into the community and talk to our people. And right now in New York City, our brother that heads New York City Mosque, brother Abdul Hafiz Muhammad. We just was in Hempstead, New York, and we have a, a Peace in the Streets demonstration going on where we're going into the community and talking to our youth. We're going to have resolution conflict, conflict resolution centers being established now in the major cities of America where if a blood or a crib got a beef with one another and they're about to shoot each other up, they can come to the nation of songs. Listen, man, we got a beef. Can we come to your resolution con- conflict resolution off- built office? And deal with this matter before us? Yes, sir. Come on. That's where we're going. We're establishing conflict resolution centers through the in the major cities of America. 
Because it's going to be like that, little courtrooms. Come and sit down with us, brother. Let's talk this thing out. I think that's a good You know, thing. we um, need that. How, as far as, uh, what are you guys doing as far as um, financial education, uh, financial awareness to the black community, youth, and, you know, elders? Because there's a lot of elders that, that don't know about <clears throat> financial, you know, awareness and being educated and how to make money, how to save money. How to how keep to, money. How to, yeah, how to save money. How to, uh, you know, all that. And I feel like yes, that, sir. Yes, sir. we grow up and we get money and we get good jobs and, and we blow it away because we, we were never taught the value of money. That's so, right. Uh, That's right. What do you guys want as far as that? Well, right now, you know, if you know anything about the nature of Islam, when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was among us, he had, he had, he had built businesses all throughout the black community. It was known as Steak and Takes, your supermarket. We had cleanuses. We had our own farmland. You know, we had trucks up and down the highway. We was bringing in fresh fish out of Peru, you know. So right now we're doing that all over again. We got our own land. We're selling wheat. We're selling beans. We're selling lamb. We're selling organic chicken. We're selling fish. It's called the Able, Able, Pro, Able Products. You can go to the website Able and see products. it. Able Products, yes. And uh, we're going back to what Unrealized Mama has established with us back in the 40s. It's slow right now. You might not be hearing it, but it's gradually growing. You know, we're selling pure lamb. We got our own lamb farms, chicken farms. We got our wheat. We got our um, navy beans. We got, um, like I said, organic chicken. I mean, we got a lot of things that we're putting out there. And we're telling black youth, man, we have to do for self. Yes, sir. We got it. Hello? Call. All right, hold on. We got a call. We got a call, brother. Hold on. It's All right, guys. Welcome to Politically Incorrect. What's your name, caller? What's up? This is Rakeesha calling in from Southern Germany. Thanks for calling. What you got to say? I'm um, going to shout you guys out because I definitely think that the Politically Incorrect show that you guys do is my first radio. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 
I got yeah, coming of the week. October thirtieth. Men of uh, Men of Africa. You can look it up. It's uh, at Men of Africa on Instagram. They have a they're having a event in the Edison jersey. You guys not doing nothing on October thirteenth. You definitely go check that out. You got anything? Um, October tenth. Doing a free clinic again. Boys Club. Uh, age of 11 to 15. Uh, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock. So, we got kids 11 to 15. Boys Club, 9 o'clock. Free. Don't forget that. Cool. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate y'all's support again. Um, I feel like we're getting better every week. Our shows are getting better every week. Um, you guys stay tuned in every uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, you guys be safe for the rest of the week. I'm Bobby Fax. Stay on this one. Take care. What's up? Whole eyes on me. Whole eyes on me. Whole eyes on me. Bitches watching want me to hit it. When they pull it, they see me shine. When they pull it, they watch it. All eyes on me. See the money, I gotta get it. See the money, I gotta get it. See the money, I gotta get it. When they pull it, they watch it. All eyes on me. You know I had to get it right. Couple hundred days, you know I had to get excited. I got that whole bomb ready, I'm just waiting on the fire. And all these big names rappers, I know they looking for high love. Cocaine, I got cocaine. For this rap shit, niggas know me from cocaine. I make it stretch and I ain't never used baker's.